the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Have you guys, and I want you guys to both answer this honestly for me, have you ever put yourself on a diet? Like a really strict diet. I'm not talking like, oh, I'm just going to try to eat better. I mean, like Never you followed strict. a plan Never and strict. like wrote down your progress in a journal. I, I, I didn't write my progress down in the journal, but. You in, sure about that? No, I've I read your I, diary I didn't, before. In, my senior year of college, I, I lost a fair amount of weight, so I could say. With yeah. a plan, like with yeah. a diet plan. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I've never gone on a diet either. I've always just tried to be like. Yeah, I should stop eating like crap. But then I usually just end up going back to eating like crap about Go a, to week, a week or two later. Oh, big bacon classic. Are you oh, kidding me? It yes. calls for me. But Ben Roethlisberger is apparently on a diet this offseason. Apparently the diet is stricter than Tom Brady's diet. And this has been, you know, source for some fodder amongst the radio in town. And nationally, I would say, too as the Steelers and the NFL are always a national story when it's someone as high profile as Big Ben. Uh, but, you know, a lot of the people are kind of questioning, oh, is it too late? Is it too little too late with Ben getting in shape? He's 39. How much of a difference is it going to make? And I completely fall on the other side of it. I, I think it's never too late, first of all, to finally decide to dedicate more towards, you know, the fitness side of the game and staying in better shape. And secondly, I think it absolutely can show dividends in his game this year, especially if that offensive line isn't as good as it has been in the past couple of years. And he needs to be a little bit more mobile. I know that's kind of weird to say as we're talking about someone who's getting up there in age, but if he needs to be a little bit more mobile, a little bit more quick on his feet, then so be it. This is a perfect time to really hunker down and, and make a diet and make committing your offseason to becoming physically fit in a way that you haven't been so far to in your NFL career. I mean, it's definitely worth it, and I think it's definitely something that can't just be, oh, well, you know, he should have tried to do this earlier in his career. Well, no, I think it makes sense as to why he's trying to do it. I mean, look at Tom Brady. I mean, one of the reasons, again, he's taken great care of his body, and he's a little bit different of an example than Ben because he's done so many things with his body. I don't see Ben like, you know, Brady goes in like those cryo chambers and things like that. Yeah. Like, I don't see Ben Roethlisberger being that guy. Um, but... I do think I do think it makes a lot of sense as to why he is trying to be more strict on his diet and that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, I don't really think it matters that much because of the fact that like what's been the theme the last 10 years of Ben's career? Oh, he's fat. He's out of shape. He can't. Obviously, that hasn't mattered on the field. I mean, I'm saying that I understand why he's doing it and it's a good thing. But at the end of the day, if he just does the same things he's been doing, I mean, it's been a Hall of Fame career, so it doesn't really right. matter one way or the other. But again, to reiterate, I do understand why he's doing it, and it can be a positive. But I think some people are making a bigger deal of it than than it really is because of the fact, like, again, how many times have we heard Ben's fat and out of shape? Mm. We've heard it so many times yeah, I mean, in the last 10 years. I don't really carry a lot of weight to this. Uh, no pun intended there. Wow. Oh, it's like that one in there. But do you guys remember around this time last year when Ben was starting to throw the ball for real? Maybe a little for the first bit time. Yeah, you know, we get those Twitter videos. With yeah, the big beard and, and it would yeah, be, exactly. It was it would dominate sports radio it, for the day as Ben threw a couple passes. It was bearded Ben, right? It was Ben screw out this beard. He's old. He's mature. So let's let's make this a story. To me, this is a non-story. But because we're here in mid-July, officially mid-July, July fourteenth. This has to be the story of the day because there's very little else to talk about. There's only one sporting event going on all day, and that's an NBA Finals game. Only one sporting event yesterday. That was the MLB All-Star game. I mean, this is where 
this is what the summer is typically for sports. It, it's dry season. Usually there's not an NBA Finals going this late into July. But oh, yeah, you're right. It's always off-season by now. It's always it's always off-season because it was just because of the pandemic they had to delay the season. Uh, and so that's why we have at least more than one sport going. Even if there was no NBA Finals, this would still make headlines just because there's so little else to talk about. I, I really don't think there's much to the story. Good for him if he's actually going to stick to it. But I think it's more of a personal thing than it is a national, let's make this a headline thing. Well, I don't think that it's, yeah, I think probably people are blowing it out of proportion. But I think also people are reading into it the wrong way with taking it in the glass half empty kind of viewpoint of being like, well, it's, and I keep saying this, but it's what I've heard a lot is it's just a little too little too late for Ben to finally start focusing on his fitness. I mean, where was this five years ago, six years ago is what the critics are going to say. And, you know, I think this might also be a product of, we have mentioned on this show so much in the past, Ben Roethlisberger was really good at the beginning of the season last year. The team, obviously that translated to their success as well as they started out 11 and 0. And outside of that Indianapolis Colts game down the stretch where he really turned back the clock in that second half and it was vintage Ben on the comeback against them in a big win that the Steelers needed, their only win out of their last five games of the season. You know, other than that, you kind of started to see him fall off the table a little bit. Maybe, you know, he sits at the off, in the offseason with himself and contemplates on his season and he recognizes, hey, like I can't just rely on my talent and athleticism to get me through a full what's now going to be 17 game schedule in the NFL. I, I need to really, you know, I'm older than ever before. So I need to double triple my efforts as far as getting in shape in this off season. So I don't have that kind of fade out at the end of the year. I know I'm not going to feel strong at the end of the year, but I, I still have to feel like I'm capable enough to go out there and perform at close to hundred percent. And maybe that's a little bit of the fuel to this fire where he's just saying, you know, you got the guys like Brady who are just freaks, Kellen, like you said. A, they've been yeah. doing the cryo since they were in their mid-20s. I mean, they've been about this their entire career. And some that's just the way that some people are wired, and Ben wasn't wired that way, and that's perfectly fine. But Ben is also wired in a way where he's incredibly smart and cerebral when it comes to playing quarterback. And if he is able to recognize that his body needs a little bit extra tuning, a little bit extra work in an offseason for him to be successful – then more power to him. And again, like you said, I hope he sticks to it, Jacob. And I hope, you know, he continues to the strict diet, the strict workouts in this offseason as we build towards the 2022 20, mm -hmm. campaign. The other thing about getting in the best shape of your life when you're older is you're more likely to get injured the older you get, especially playing right. in the NFL. So I don't know if another diet good, really has anything to do with but being in shape, physical toughness. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying just being in shape and having a body that is in better shape can ward off injuries more. Okay. So, you know, maybe it gives you a little bit more durability just maybe, because you're I don't in know a about shape. that, but maybe just the fact that you can run away from certain things, you know, you can, you can escape the pocket better, so you can take less hits. I don't know if, if really just sticking to a diet really does enough for your muscle. Oh, absolutely. Toughness, it does. you like think if, so? Not, well, it just I'm goes just to show how little diet. I, I know about, about like, scientific data with diets. I'm talking about the workouts. Yeah, okay. Method okay. of it, too, and just being in a great shape and being able to escape pressure is a big part of that. But staying healthy and, and staying at at a top playing at a top level late into the season i think has to be motivating factors yeah i mean look again i know that i said that i don't think there's much stock into the fact that he's doing it again we understand why he's doing it and i don't think there's anything to the the idea that it's too little too late because it's never too late i mean when you're what 38 gonna be you know 39 years old however old ben is 
when you're getting to that age, you got to start thinking about how else can I prolong my career? Mm -hmm. How else can I try to prevent an injury like, you know, the one that happened two years ago and, and a diet doesn't mean that he's not going to hurt his arm or that it prevents an arm injury or anything like that. But these are the things that you have to do if you're going to have, you know, this prolonged career. We don't think it's going to be any longer than this year. Well, I, that was going to be my question. Do you think by doing this, he's actively trying to keep himself in football shape for not well, just this year, but for maybe one more year after this? Maybe he's thinking, I know certain people are saying this is going to be my last year in the black and gold, but that's not necessarily what I want. I don't think that it necessarily means that, but you always want to keep your body to that. You know what I mean? Like if he has a good year, I'm sure that, that that's going to be a thing on his mind. And if, you know, if he continues his diet, maybe it is something. I don't think this necessarily means that, but you're always going to want to keep your body in, in good health. And so many times I'm not trying to make fun of Ben here or anything, but so many times people have said about Ben, like if he didn't play football, like, that dude could weigh over like 400 pounds. You know what I mean? Well, he's like, also huge. He's just a tall. He, he's a huge yeah, human right. being. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not trying to make fun of Ben, but that's, you know, I don't think he wants to get to that point, especially if he's not, you know, if he's going to be playing quarterback. But I think this is important for him at this stage in his career. Could he have done it earlier? Yeah, maybe. But like I said earlier, did he have to? No, he didn't. Right, you I didn't. Mean, it's have not to. his fault that he was a athletic freak that he didn't have to really keep himself no. in the greatest of shape to be a top five quarterback in the. In but the when NFL. you consider his size, I mean, he did keep himself in decent. shape. I mean, shape. enough shape to get yeah. out on the field, obviously. Right. Yeah, but it's not like he was made by this unbelievably strict regimen. And, no, not and the Tom Brady diet. exactly. No, not I mean, at all. he his talent really drove him, and that's totally fine you don't have i'm not going to criticize the guy for his diet throughout his career and his work ethic throughout his career when he's got two rings mm -hmm. to show for it in a hall of fame resume you're, you're obviously doing something right if yeah. those accolades are part of your trophy case but one thing that you guys kind of touched on a little earlier in this episode and it's so true is that we kind of hear this topic every single year when it comes to ben roethlisberger how great of shape he's in you know, oh, he looks like he's in bad shape this time, or now it's the narrative of, well, he looks like he's in the best shape of his life. Sources are saying he's really committing like never before to his diet, to his workouts in the offseason. But another thing that came out of this reporting uh, from this source, Ryan Burr was the one that was throwing all this out on Twitter, was that Ben's camp a little upset with how, you know, the media nationally for sure seems to always have a dedication to taking the standpoint against Ben Roethlisberger, the the. I mentioned glass half full kind of outlook on things earlier. It seems to always kind of slant that way when it comes to Ben. And, you know, some of the examples that he used whenever he said this was, you know, oh, the Steelers don't run the ball enough. Ben always wants to be in shotgun. Or, oh, the Steelers aren't doing that well in the passing game. It's never the offensive line. It's always mm -hmm. Ben Roethlisberger's holding onto the ball for too long. Mm -hmm. So I think in a way that definitely could be true. I don't know if I believe that much that, you know, Roethlisberger's camp is really mad about that. I think that that could be a source who's close to Ben maybe putting his own feelings into this uh, situation instead of speaking for Ben Roethlisberger. But I do guarantee you that I certainly feel that it's not always the fairest kind of light that has shined on Ben Roethlisberger when it comes to how he's handled in the off seasons, especially when, again, like we mentioned on an episode earlier this week, people are really just trying to stir that pot. Yeah, and I mean, that's not just a national media thing. That's I mean, hell, even here in Pittsburgh, a lot of times fans right. are hard on Ben Roethlisberger. That, that's a good point. That's just kind of how it's been with Ben. And, you know, I don't know, really know if there's a reason why for that. 
Um, I think it has a lot to do with a the franchise, the history, and then being the pressure of being a quarterback as well. Yeah, I mean for sure. But I mean, like I said, it, it's just happened so. Like it's so often, you know, you see that sort of thing, and in some circumstances, you know, you think back to when he, he was in a his accident when he was driving the motorcycle. Like, mm-hmm. why are you riding a motorcycle without a helmet? Those sort of things, like you kind of, you know, and his ego gets in the way, or at least it did in the past sometimes. And he wasn't, you know, have the cleanest reputation off the field. I'm not talking about early in his career. I'm just talking later with his ego and things like that. I don't know if that has to do with it. I, I really don't know. But that's kind of been the norm with Ben Roethlisberger. Like any media type, not really here in Pittsburgh from the media per se, but fans here in Pittsburgh and the national media, it's kind of the same thing. And I'm not surprised by it. I mean, I understand why Ben's camp is frustrated about it because, like we just mentioned, this is probably going to be his last year playing football. And, you know, maybe this year kind of changes that. Maybe this year it kind of changes the reputation. In his last year, you'd like to have kind of a – not a Derek Jeter-esque send-off where he goes to every stadium and, you know, they honor him. That's not what I'm saying. But in that sort of, like, you want to have that in your last year, like a a, a last ride, so to speak. Um, And I don't know. Maybe that's just something that, I mean, there's players like that for years, not just here in Pittsburgh. Like, when you look at the NFL, any national or professional sport, there's always guys like that. No matter how good they are, no matter what they do, they just, you know, in some people's eyes, they can never seem to do right. Yeah, it's definitely... It's definitely not been easy on Ben for basically the entirety of his career, even if he was the youngest quarterback to ever win one Super Bowl and then youngest ever to win two Super Bowls uh, at the time. Even beyond that, because as you said, Colin, in the middle of those Super Bowl runs came that bicycle accident uh, and then some other off-the-field distractions that certainly weren't uh, painting him in the best of light. And I think just that kind of set a tone. It's just he wasn't the golden boy like Tom Brady, right? He wasn't just perfect in every way on the field and off the field. No distractions off the field. Absolutely perfect on the field in terms of his performance. He he was a big gunslinger early on, and that turned into a lot of turnovers via fumbles and interceptions. He led the league in interceptions one year, I believe, in, in 2006. So, it, I mean... He, it's tough when I th- I think it has a lot to do with the, the city for which he plays in. When you come from a city or, that has a franchise such as the Steelers that's so historic, every single person is going to be shined under the limelight a little bit extra. And when you're a quarterback, you can multiply it even more so. I mean, look at the Antonio Brown situation. Even if Antonio Brown was a great player that he was, but he was playing for a team like Detroit. I mean, we saw what Calvin Johnson was in Detroit, and he still didn't get a ton of limelight, a ton of recognition nationally just because he was playing in Detroit. I mean, yes, we all know the name Calvin Johnson. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. But still, playing in Detroit was a huge detriment to what he could have been as an international superstar, as a as a national superstar. I think with Ben Ben's case, it's, it's tough to play for a franchise. It's like playing for the New York Yankees in baseball. Mm. Everyone's going to be paying attention to you. Now, another reason why Ben could be really focusing on getting in better shape and becoming more mobile is just simply the offense that he's going to have to start to run coming this 2021 season with Matt Canada's offense. We all know Canada has a lot more motion in his offense and likes to have more. You don't need to have a Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson type of quarterback back there, but you need to have some sort of mobility, kind of like an Aaron Rodgers smoothness to your game to really unlock this Canada offense. And Ben certainly has had that throughout his career in the past, but 
as anybody would age, you kind of lose that athleticism before you lose anything else. But if he can get a little trimmer this offseason and if he can, you know, pick up a little bit extra step in his feet and be able to become a little bit more mobile, maybe that helps in him feeling comfortable running this offense and also him feeling comfortable in doing something that a lot of people ended up making a negative last year, which was getting rid of the ball too quickly and not letting receivers routes really develop deep down the field. Uh, a lot of the speculation was maybe he felt a little tentative behind that offensive line. Maybe he felt a little tentative coming off of an injury that ended his entire season in the previous year. I, either way, Ben Roethlisberger coming back in better shape. Maybe he gets a little bit more confidence. He, instead of getting rid of the ball in two seconds or less, holds onto it to three seconds, maybe three and a half seconds before he finally uh, throws the ball downfield more. And I think one of the big things you mentioned there is the new offense. I mean, we, we, I think one of the big questions from everybody um, w when this offseason first started and, and now even more so when we get closer to the to the to training camp and to the season, a lot of people ask, you know, how does Ben Roethlisberger work in a Matt Canada offense? I mean, Tom, we've mentioned it so many times. You, better than anybody in this room, knows how a Matt Canada offense works. Being a Pitt fan, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of, you know, play action and rollouts and things like that. How does Ben Roethlisberger fit into that? And, you know, maybe Ben realized that, you know, if he's really going to work at this and they really have a good shot, um, if, if they are going to have a good shot, he's realized, look, I kind of have to change the way I've played um, over the last handful of years. And I'm not saying that he's going to get back to, you know, the, the player we saw his first three or four years in the league where he would actually, you know, have games where he would, you know, run and scramble and that sort of thing and a quarterback power into the end zone. That's not what I'm saying. But I do think that he's taken a look in the mirror and kind of said, man, you know, this offense is changing. I better change with it. It's like that, you know, that, that quote from Moneyball, adapt or die. I definitely think that applies here. It's just, will it actually be applied, right? The quote is perfectly used, Kellen, but will it actually be enforced by Ben? We don't know. Because there have been times in Ben's career that he's had changes, such as coordinators or personnel or quarterback coaches. I mean, let's remember that he went. there was a time of his career recently that he went without a quarterback coach. I mean, just, just last year, Matt Cannon was the first time he had a quarterback coach, and I, I'm blanking on exactly how long it was, but it's just something that he wasn't used to recently. And to get a guy like Matt Canada into this position, not just a quarterback coach, but the offensive coordinator position, this is another time where Ben's going to have to look himself in the mirror, as Kellen pointed out, and say, Am I going to be able to work well with this? Not just am I going to fit, but am I going to be willing to work well with this? I think that's a bigger question than can I actually do it? Yeah, and if he's in great shape, I think that there's no question he certainly can give it a try. Right. I think Ben probably, I mean, I don't know if this is directly correlated, but if Randy Feetner were still here, would Ben have been as motivated to stay in shape and go on this diet because he's not doing a lot of movement, he's not doing a lot of, exertion of power exertion of arm throwing in randy Fignor's offense i think two the two things that are on the top of my mind that i'm worried the most about for ben roethlisberger kind of uh, um well one isn't really performance related one is that you know you worry that behind an offensive line that is let's face it it's going through transition right now it's trying to transition from one era to another and it lost its two biggest staples into castro and pouncey in this offseason so one Part of me worries that Ben is going to be exposed a lot this season, and he's a 39-year-old man. 
he might end up missing a handful to maybe a little bit more handful of games just due to injury. And again, you knock on wood and I would never wish that to happen. It would be a, a bullet to the head of the Steelers season. Although the one time it happened, it almost wasn't. They almost were able to pull a playoff appearance out of it. But still, it, it was a very steep uphill battle that entire time when Ben missed in 2020. So yeah. I, one, I worry that he's going to get injured for an extended period of time, and that can really derail this Pittsburgh Steelers season. Or two, performance-based-wise, he stays healthy, but you know that bottom kind of just kind of drops out from under him. And we've said before, you hope it's not in, um, a dramatic drop-off, that it's more gradual and you can still work with it for this one last season. But if it is a dramatic one, you know, man, that's that's really going to be a tough thing to go through as you work your way through that second half of the season and hopefully try to avoid another late season collapse that has become part of your identity for the past couple of seasons. Yeah, and, and I think you bring up a good point about the offensive line that not to say that, you know, it's in shambles. But as you mentioned, there is no question that this is in a, a transition and you know, a lot of times there are some exceptions, but a lot of times it's not necessarily a fast transition when you lose as many key guys as you have uh, on an offensive line that Ben has grown to be mm -hmm. accustomed to and grown, you know, a relationship with. It's going to be different. There is going to be a different center than there was last year, regardless of whether it's BJ Finney or whether it's Kendrick Green. There's going to be, you know, at least three or four new faces on that offensive line, at least in terms of last season. It's it, it's a challenge, and again, it just goes into why is Ben doing this? Why is Ben all of a sudden, um, you know, and people saying it's too little, too late? Well, maybe it's the perfect time because of all the change. Again, you know, either you change or you don't. And I mean, I think the the Steelers desperately need a change from Ben Roethlisberger. Um, you know, and we've talked about it a lot to him not checking out of you know uh, run plays into pass plays, things like that. It's not just a physical, it's not just a mental change, I should say. It's a physical one as well. Yeah. And look, you touched on the offensive line there uh, as an extension of what I said. And it hit me that the most senior member now on that line, as far as Pittsburgh Steelers' man's games are concerned, is Chukwumwa Korafor. Right. So that's not a, the guy you want to no, have. No. And it, it was DeCastro yeah. leading up until his release. So. With the exit of Pouncey and DeCastro, the two veteran members on that line, as well as the two best members from that era on that offensive line, you know, there's a lot of trust that Ben is going to have to put into some unknowns in front of him. And that definitely, I think, has to fuel his drive to getting into better shape, to, you know, trying to make it so that if pass protection does break down more than he's been used to in recent years, he still has a little bit of scoot in him that he can kind of get around it, throw the ball away, live to fight another day, and not take too much of an injury, too much of a hit. Yeah, and that's something that we've talked about. And, and not to say, again, like I said earlier, that Ben's going to scramble and, and somehow you know get away from pressure all the time and, and turn into Lamar Jackson no, or anything no, no. like that. He just needs to be you know a little more, I think, graceful. Would be yeah. Nimble. Nimble is yeah. a really good word, too. And sometimes we've talked like there's been openings where Ben has had where he could run for – you know, a first down or something right. like that, and he doesn't take them, maybe that's something that he's looking at too. Like, hey, if I just have a five-yard window here and I pick up a first down, that's good. You know what yeah, I mean? Teams, I don't have... teams are going to forget about me. Right. Because like, why, and... why would you take me into right. account? I mean, no, no one's going to. Right. right. I mean, if you're rolling out and there's nothing open, you know, taking a three-yard, you know, a positive gain and maybe right. sliding to the turf or getting out of bounds, whatever it is, or picking up a first down is a hell of a lot better than, you know, trying to force something.
if he were to go down, though, I mean, what would be – and, again, you hope this never happens, but in the NFL you kind of just have to always in the back of your head take this into account. What would be a window of acceptable games you would think that they could miss Ben Without Roethlisberger ben. and still stay kind of afloat in a playoff race? Because we all kind of expect them to be – right on the edge of that playoff race. So yeah, it could, think, it could really think, be a window of two to three games. I think where... you have to ask yourself, they went eight and eight without Ben two years ago. Is the team better or worse than it was two years ago? I think the team is probably better as a whole. I don't know. I think they're, so. They're different They pieces. got a better running back. Because they sure. got a better running back, but the offensive line has kind of taken the a step back. The offensive line has taken a step back. Even though that... That first year in 2019 was the first year he really saw it to take a, a dramatic step back. And it's always been a really good pass-blocking offensive line, so that helps when a Rudolph or a Duck has to step in. You're right. not guaranteeing that it's going to be that good at pass-blocking this year. You've added three You've added three receiving options and two tight ends and Claypool since that year, but the defense looks a little bit different. The defense is without Mike Hilton. The defense is without Steve Nelson. The defense is without Bud Dupree. So overall, I'd say it's maybe when you consider everything, it's probably about even, maybe a little worse because I, I put more onus on the defense than I do offense. So, okay, I, that's fine. But then I would also so they come went, back with you and say, would you say Rudolph is a little better than he was back then? You have no idea. You don't. I, I have no idea. Based on the Cleveland game last year, though, you'd have to think that there might be hope for that being Maybe. The case. And when you go back further, you think his last game in 2019 was the Jets game. Well, when yeah, and he we... looked really well. He looked really good until he went down. So maybe, I mean, he's slightly better. And then you obviously are more confident in his backup than you were when Duck Hodges was it, the exactly. backup to and, Mason Rudolph. And the other thing, not to get too critical with something that happened two years ago, but if you were to look at that 2019 and critique it, as they were heading down the stretch, the biggest thing that I think needed to be changed or that I would have done differently is they needed to go back to Rudolph earlier than they right. did. They rode Duck for a little, a too, little long. too long just because the defense was carrying the team and they were winning football games. But if they were pulling, if they pulled the plug on Duck, Duck when they should have and went back to Rudolph when he, you know, finally was back to being healthy and over what happened in the Cleveland Browns game, then I think. You know, they really have a chance to pull out one of those games that they dropped and, and win. But that, regardless, you know, say they're even than they were in, in 2019. As then I would say two games. Two to three games. Yeah. because It wasn't it, enough in 2019. And, he, and the, the reason why I think the window is so low is because it's not like you're really the favorite to win the division or mm, a team that's going to win 13, 14 games if Ben Roethlisberger can stay healthy. You're already going to be in a tight race for a playoff spot with number seven staying upright for all 17 games. So I, I really, it might even be as much as just one game that you can afford. And of course, you can't predict this, but if the injury that may or may not happen, if it does happen and it falls on a stretch where you're playing teams like the Titans or, or you're playing a team that is going to be in that wild card race with you, a Browns game or a Ravens game, that can be a huge detriment as well because yeah. losing games to Browns, Ravens, uh, the Titans, when you play them, teams like that, those can be nails in the coffin because those games kind of count for one and a half loss if you think about it because not only are you dropping back a game, but the team that you're trying to catch is gaining another mm -hmm. game on you as well. So timing is important, but, yeah, I think one or two games is really the max about they can it. afford. Yeah, and, again, I think the point we're getting to here is you hope Ben Roethlisberger is healthy for – for 17 yeah. games now uh, because you hope it's it's only one yeah. or two games that he can that he does miss because if you don't again you're already on a razor thin wire as it is to make the playoffs mm -hmm. if you lose him for any extended period of time you're 
you know, your error, your, your, um, margin for error gets even, even shorter and you can't afford that to happen, especially not now um, when everybody seems to be getting better and you're at the very best staying the same. On the next episode of Steelers Standard, we're going to kick around a couple of headlines around the NFL, but then we're also going to get into the NFL.com. Adam, the NFL.com's Adam Shine ranked the eight NFL divisions based on the quarterbacks in those divisions. So we'll talk about his ranking and discuss if we agree or disagree with that. That's all in the way in the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode. For Jacob Recht and Kellen Gursky, I am Tom Offerman, and we will talk to you next time.